I'm Lizzie. And I'm Verna. And welcome back to Small, Small Step, Step Society. Society. This is episode 13, Forming Good Habits. Hey guys. Hello. Welcome back. Oh, you're excited. I'm very excited. Well, talking in the moment then, I guess. Yeah, let's go. Get into it. Okay, our weekly segment, Song of the Moment. Yes, what's your song of the moment? Um, my song of the moment is Cruel by Snake Hips, oh. featuring Zane. Oh. <laughs> Very fun. Well, what's your song of the moment? My song of the moment is Six from Six the Musical. Aha. Uh-huh. The musical is like the retelling of the story of the six wives of Henry VIII back in the olden days. It's actually pretty good. It's a really short musical, mm-hmm. but it's pretty vibey, I'd say. Pretty vibey? Mm-hmm. Friend, I have a problem. What's the problem? So every three months or so, I get this habit back of splitting my split ends in my hair. Because oh. my hair doesn't get trimmed enough, and then it just goes bad. Oh, that's a I terrible know. habit. It really is. You should break that habit. Like, you break the split ends. Word. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. But more importantly, you should also build new habits on top of that. Maybe, like, get your hair trimmed more often, you know? Mm. Get into the habit of it. Mm-hmm. And this is forming good habits. Yay! In my research for this episode, um, I came across this article on Masterclass that made this interesting distinction between habits and routine. Mm. Um, and they made this distinction in the factor of intention. Oh. So habits are basically intentional like you practice them so that you get into the habit and then once the habit is kind of like consolidated i guess it becomes a routine and Mm -hmm. they're not intentional anymore per se they're more like they just happen you know yeah kind of like muscle memory except it's your brain memory oh which is a muscle like yeah point being routines become habits once you practice them enough that's true that's why bad habits i guess become routines because they get practice and then they just happen without you wanting to do them yeah exactly but of course we must always ask the question why why do this why should we form good habits i think forming habits is good because like generally speaking the bigger picture you get improved health and then thus a longer life so you get increased happiness because you cope more effectively with stress Mm -hmm. and therefore you get enhanced self-esteem you have greater confidence and it kind of like because you have enhanced self-esteem, you get greater respect from others. And, like, yeah, you have better professional success because you're respected by others. There's improved focus. But all in all, habits conserve energy. Because, like you said, habits become routine. Mm-hmm. And, like, good habits become good routines. Yeah. And you just kind of do it, like, go through the motions, but it's good for you. Yeah, I didn't yeah, even think about, like, the people perceiving you aspect of it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some ways of creating good habits? I think a really good one that I've learned is building them into existing habits. So it's called a habit stack. Mm. For example, like if you do your night routine every day, I'm like, that's, it's a routine, you know, like you wash your face, you brush your teeth and you've been realizing your bathroom's getting messy or like your sink counter space is getting messy. Mm-hmm. Build that into your night routine because you already have like that habit that's been established. Oh yeah. And so just adding one more step is a little easier than like 
perceiving it as a whole new thing you need oh, to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So that's really helpful. Yeah. And I think another one is like start small and build up to the quote unquote ultimate habit. Mm-hmm. So kind of like creating a, if you're creating a workout routine, start with one thing and then keep stacking like week after week or something where the first thing became a routine and then you just add one more thing. Yeah. Like work your way up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's really good because like I've been in a situation where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start working out. Mm -hmm. And then we did it last year. We went to the gym every single morning at 630 a.m. Yeah. For a week. And then we stopped (laughs) because it was impractical. (laughs) But if we had like gone maybe like once a week and Mm -hmm. then built up to two times a week or like started going at 8 a.m. and going and building it up to like 630 a.m. Probably would have actually became a habit yeah and i think that's also good because you just focus on one thing at a time yeah rather than seven million things yeah for like seven weeks you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean similarly like making feasible goals like mm-hmm. don't get too lofty with their aspirations you know there's nothing wrong with like having limits we all do mm-hmm. and so it's just about knowing them and also i think i want to make like an analogy to like the bigger journey of life and like how when you have a goal like not a habit like an like a quote-unquote real goal like something more um concrete like 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 getting a job mm-hmm. there are little steps that you implement along the way to get to the job mm-hmm. and focusing on that i feel like we've had experiences where like focusing with on that specific tiny thing then helps us achieve the bigger goal without feeling so overwhelmed or so stressed oh yeah for sure taking small bites yeah or taking small steps oh my god oh my goodness wow <laughs> um yeah i think another thing is also positive reinforcement if you get the positive reinforcement and you're like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I think one really simple thing that doesn't cause financial strain is just checking off boxes. Mm-hmm. Like if I do a habit and then I check it off where I color it in, I'm like, yes. Oh, yeah. So pretty. Mm-hmm. So satisfying. And it's enough positive reinforcement for me to keep going. Oh, yeah. That's why tasks like task lists. So mm-hmm. helpful. Um, but I know like there's other ways where like you go on a walk where like you spend 20 minutes doing your favorite thing like reading a book or being on your phone or like getting a treat like those are all positive reinforcements yeah um so something that might be helpful with habits and building them is like doing it every day at the beginning Mm -hmm. and I know that sounds contradictory because I had said that like you should start small and build up but I think it depends on like what the challenge is with the habit for example with going to the gym because it's like this huge thing like you're struggling with even going to the gym in the first place it's not like you're trying to build like build like a workout in like you it's not like you're already going to the gym and then building out like you're doing new push-ups as part of your routine that you Mm -hmm. already have um so with that i think it's like better to like do it once a week and then build up Mm -hmm. um but with goals such as like adding push-ups to your routine i think with that sometimes it's um better to do it every day at the beginning because it'll just get like get into habit Mm -hmm. and so you won't even think about doing the push-ups and then it's so much easier to just unlearn that positive habit Mm -hmm. um because obviously you can just stop yourself from doing the (laughs) push-ups if you don't want to do it every day yeah and another thing is creating an environment that is conducive to building that habit so like what Brenda mentioned earlier with like cleaning your sink after you do your nightly routine keep a towel there or keep a wipe there so it's easy for you to just quick grab it do the habit and then call it good yeah. versus if you have to go grab a towel then it's extra work and it makes it harder for the habit to be a routine yeah it's kind of like how you said about habits conserving energy mm-hmm, exactly if you already have it there 
less energy. Exactly. Less of task. Mm-hmm. You're also breaking it down. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, give yourself time. I know we've all heard, like, the 20-90 rule where, like, it takes 21 days to make a habit, 90 days to make it permanent in your lifestyle. But, I mean, that's just a generalization, as most things are. Um, some things take more time than others. You know, especially if you're replacing a habit, like your split ends thing, it probably takes mm-hmm. longer time to do because not only are you, like, trying to unlearn, like, messing with your hair, I mm-hmm. don't know, um, but you also have to, like, implement this new thing on top of that. Yeah. And so I feel like it takes more time. Mm-hmm. Whereas some things might take less time, like, I don't know, having a tablecloth every time you eat. Um, and then, of course, remind yourself why you're implementing the habit. So kind of goes along with the uh, positive reinforcement. But, like, those are the, t- the two things that aren't necessarily action-based, but they're so important to the habit. So, like, mm-hmm. if you don't have good reasoning, the habit won't stick because you won't feel the actual need to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, going back to working out, like, that's why a lot of people say, like, if you're not working out for the right reasons, you're probably less likely to do it because... Mm-hmm. Like, deep down, you might not believe that it's actually necessary for you to work out or it's not necessary for you to, like, clean your sink. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, so while I was doing that research, it's along the lines of kind of know why you're doing this habit. Um, this is from the book Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin. And she outlines the four tendencies slash personalities during for habit change. So tendencies, in this case, are psychological dispositions on how we respond to inner and outer expectations. Inner expectations being things like New Year's Day resolutions mm-hmm. and things that you come up with for yourself inner, internally. And then outer expectations are work deadlines that other people put on top of you. Oh, so like intrinsic and extrinsic yeah. motivations. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have four different tendencies, like I mentioned. The first one is upholders. They respond well to outer and inner expectations. So for these types, change is the easiest out of the four types. Not necessarily easy, but, like, it's the easiest out of the four. I won't go okay. too much into that one. But the second one is questioners. So they respond well to inner expectations, but not to outer expectations. Mm-hmm. So they need to be clear with themselves that creating a new habit is worthwhile. And um, if they, like, once they determine their own rationale for this habit, they're more likely to be successful because they're not easily swayed by others' rules or regulations. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we have obligers. So they are motivated by deadlines and rules, and they try to meet others' expectations. And the core strategy for these kind of people would be to build in some kind of external accountability for their habits. Like, like the positive reinforcement. Yeah, and kind of like going to the gym with someone else, mm-hmm. because now you're accountable for other people as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, it, I think we are obligers in that sense. Yeah. That like, <laughs> we would do it. For the other person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the fourth one are rebels. So we had upholders who respond well to both inner and outer changes. Rebels do not respond well to either. <laughs> so habit change is quite difficult for rebels. But one core strategy is to identify habits that line up with their chosen values. Mm-hmm. And another strategy is to kind of like think through the advantages and disadvantages. Kind of like face the facts, pros and cons. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of helps them start the habit because it's more factual rather than motivational, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Oh, my gosh. I think I'm a rebel (laughs) because, (laughs) okay, I actually want to hear your perspective on this. I think I've probably talked to you about this in real life, but (laughs) I don't know why I said that. I guess it's fake life. (laughs) True. 
Um, no, but um, like I had this habit over the summer where I'd get up at like eight or like seven thirty to do work, and so before that, I'd like tell myself I'd drink a bottle of water before I like did anything else in the day, and I was sticking to it. And then I told my friend that I was doing it, and right after I told my friend, I never did it again. <laughs> but like with that, I'm like I don't know how to make myself do the habit when I tell other people that I'm doing it. Like, mm. I don't understand why that happens. Mm-hmm. Help me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not certified in any way, so I don't <laughs> know if I can help you at all. Like, But I don't know. I feel like that happens a lot. Like, in this case, it's like you're telling somebody else. But in other cases, it's also like if you're going to do something and somebody else tells you to do that same exact thing, you suddenly lose motivation yeah. to do it. Yeah. I think it's the same kind of like it is, realm yeah. of things. Um. I don't know. I know, right? Like, I feel like that's something, especially, like, growing up, you, re- like, you, it happens to you a lot. Like, mm-hmm. your mom's like, clean your room. And you're like, I already was, but yeah. now I'm not going to do it. Exactly. Very rebellious. It is very rebellious. <laughs> so, I guess, think through the advantages and disadvantages. Uh-huh. And, like, convince yourself that this is good for you. Yeah, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. drinking a bottle of water in the morning is really good for you. Yeah. And I'm sure you've noticed change, like positive changes until you stop. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. You're right. And then, of course, it's a common theme. Introspection. Yeah. Yeah. Introspection, introspection, <laughs> introspection. <laughs> yeah. Self-awareness, like realizing what you're doing wrong. Um, And I don't mean just like figuring out like what habits you need to change. I also mean, well, I mean, that's, you should do that. But also, like while you're building a habit, realize like you know keep keep checking in keep calibrating oh. yourself if you will calibrating yourself that's very <laughs> professional <laughs> um like think about what's causing you stress like is i think that's why like the, like going back to my example of like how i am a quote-unquote rebel mm-hmm. um with habits is like because i think that like people are expecting me to do the habit now mm. that i don't want to do it mm-hmm. and in terms of that, like, that does call me, cause me stress, mm-hmm. which is why I stopped the habit. Okay. So, gotcha. basically, think about is building the habit causing you more stress than it's worth? There is no shame in not deciding not to build the habit, you know, after you try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, make sure to think about it rationally, because what I just said is not rational. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, like, think about, oh, is this habit, like, actually taking up way too much of my time? It's cost-benefit, mm-hmm. you know? I think one common bad habit involves technology and recently it's come up quite a few times in my life and yeah so anyways according to Gallup an average US teenager spends 4.8 hours per day on social media platforms that's crazy yeah from 13 to 19 year olds wow you made it out (laughs) you made it out yes now I'm 20 (laughs) hey Um, (laughs) yeah but if you do the math it's about 25% of your like waking hours let's say you sleep for eight hours that's 16 hours left and 4.8 like five ish like that's crazy yeah it's three months out of a whole year that you're just on social media that's terrible it's a lot of time that we're quote-unquote wasting oh my god right yeah and recently there's been people around me who are trying to combat this which props to them recently there's been people around me trying to combat this by deleting social media altogether so this is like 100 to 0 real quick yeah um it's commitment um and the way i kind of moderated this was i just took my most used apps 
off of my home screen mm. so i still have it i can still access it but it just takes longer for me to get to it yeah and i can't see it in front of my face and it's also like not muscle memory anymore. yeah um so it did help me i did lower my screen time and i did spend less time on social media but the one thing that we all noticed was that we have an addiction to scrolling <laughs> not to like the absence like itself because oh i find myself scrolling on my emails and my photos oh yeah oh photos yeah I do. because i have nothing else to scroll on <laughs> and the emails don't refresh like i don't get a new email every minute you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. i'm just looking at the same thing and photos like i'm looking at the same pictures over and over <laughs> but we're so addicted to the motion of scrolling that you just find something else to do that's crazy i know it's wild anyways um there's a way to combat this and i think it's like reading a book online like mm-hmm. an ebook mm-hmm. because you're still scrolling right yeah but it's a little more productive yeah you know <coughs> and a lot of people say like this is the time where you make like where you do hobbies but like a lot of people kind of realize in that moment that we don't have hobbies that's to do so terrible because we spend so much time on social media yeah. so a lot of people say like go to the gym like just physically get away from your phone yeah or like learn how to play guitar because you're using both hands while playing guitar you can't really touch yeah. the phone i will say people like find excuses to use their phone for anything though that's true like yeah i've done the thing where i'm like oh i'll put my phone away and then I'm like oh but i need to check this mm. um so i think like something that's helpful is like knowing what you're need like you'll need your phone for and mm-hmm. like downloading everything or yes. like printing something out and i know that's old school but like you know if it helps i totally agree with that recently when i've been swamped with schoolwork i just toss my phone on my bed my uh-huh. bed's not super made so like it gets hidden under the covers uh-huh. and i can't find it so then i kind of forget about it and then i do all my work and then if there's one thing where i'm like oh i really need my phone for this one it's i don't know then i have to like go find it yeah and it's a whole thing yeah no i think that's actually more effective because like you know how i don't know if it's on other like devices but like apple they had they have like the screen time feature mm-hmm. where you can like di- you can lock an app after you use it for like 30 minutes a day yeah. that is i have never once been able to like actually stick with that because there's the op- there's the opportunity obviously to like say mm, actually i'm overriding this yeah and it's so easy to just press that button and be like oh okay. overriding it and then it's overridden yeah you know so i think like physically getting away from your phone is a really good point mm-hmm. rather than like putting all these easy fixes yeah or having someone else hold you accountable yeah that's also really helpful like make it a challenge with your friends like mm-hmm. oh my gosh you know in elementary school how they used to have like reading challenges yes where you'd like see who could like read the most pages and it just like kept you motivated and you build the habit of reading mm-hmm. yeah that's actually yeah that would be good helpful. like a little roommate competition on who can be away from their phone the longest yeah <laughs> that'd be crazy yeah. yeah and i think another solution besides deleting your social media is putting your phone in black and white oh so i found that it quote-unquote bores you because we're so attracted to the colors mm-hmm. um so i've read a couple anecdotes on this through y- the yale daily news and the guardian and in both anecdotes they say that the phone addiction itself didn't go away but it does help hinder the attempts of like companies like trying to capture your attention by using bright colors mm-hmm. And, like, the bright red notifications are less, like, yeah. like less shouty, less um, obvious. So, the desire to go through your apps and, like, just get rid of those notifications is way less. Yeah. 
which is good. Um, and I've also heard that they play less games mm-hmm. if games is the main reason you're using your phone because so many games are like based on color that if there is no color it's not fun anymore and like mm-hmm. you really can't play those games anymore but they both of them did mention like an unexpected effect where mm-hmm. they put their phones back in color they were like ow my eyes like yeah. this is just too much this is a direct quote from alex hearn who wrote in the guardian everything seems incredibly garish I find myself wishing that app designers would use a few more pastel shades and a lot fewer striking red and greens in their icons. Yeah. So it was just too much. Yeah. And um, both of them said they tried to adjust their phone back to simplicity, like turning off badges on apps that don't need them, Mm kind of like changing everything back to kind of grayscale. So Mm. there's another way to kind of deter yourself from using your phone. But yeah. And I mean, like you all, you have to remind yourself, like, I feel like sometimes i'm like ah why do i have this like addiction to my phone like other people are able to do just fine with like this aspect of it but then it's like the reason why all these updates have happened on phones like having the notifications and like being able to do like having higher led displays on Mm -hmm. the phones is because like marketers or like whoever's developing it like they've done research to like show oh this is addicting for sure it's all capitalism (laughs) no but seriously like so it just makes a lot of sense that like you are addicted to your phone and there's nothing wrong with you mm-hmm. it's just how phones are made yeah and especially with, like social media that's why everything's like so scrollable because it's mm-hmm. so easy it's like one finger just keep mm-hmm. tapping it um but it's also funny when i see like have you seen that uh like attachment you can put on your bed so you can just like scroll on your phone without yeah. even holding it yeah it's all like just to make it addictive mm-hmm. and just like give into that so it's also funny. This is very <laughs> sorry, getting into psychology here. But um there's a hypothesis that like evolution has caused our brains to decrease in size mm-hmm. compared to like ancestor ancestors mm-hmm. because of like everything being more simplistic now for us. Mm. Like everything is made easy for us to like quote unquote give us more time to like think about complex issues. Mm-hmm. But because we're making everything so simple for ourselves, like mm-hmm. we lose I guess the ability almost to cr- think creatively. Yeah. Which is another reason why building good habits is helpful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've kind of gotten away from that. But point being, yeah, I think like training yourself and like giving yourself desirable difficulties like mm-hmm. we talked about in that episode is really helpful. Yeah. I think personally as an obliger, it really helps if my desires of habits are like put out in the world. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, other people know. I need to really start doing this. Yeah. So I think it might be a good idea to just kind of talk about one habit, one good habit that we want to implement in the next 90 mm-hmm. days to make it a routine. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. You want to go first? No. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I can go first. <laughs> um, One good habit that I want to start doing. I actually did this all throughout high school, and then I stopped in college. One, because I don't have enough room. Two, because the floor is dirty. Mm. But um, now that I have a rug in my room, I would like to stretch again. Mm-hmm. I lost my flexibility. I lost my splits. And that makes me really sad. Yeah. So I did it a couple of weeks. No, a couple of days ago. And then I was sore the next day. I know. That's like the worst thing when you had it happen and then you lose it. Yeah. And then you have to rebuild it again. It's so much harder to find motivation. Yes. Because it hurts way more for doing the same thing that I did a year and a half yeah. ago. And you're like, I knew I could do this. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one thing that I don't want to lose. So I'm going to get on it again. 
Mm-hmm. What's your habit that you want to implement? I think setting like a laundry day or like a cleaning my room day mm. because I wasn't a good habit of like doing it like every two weeks or something. Mm-hmm. And then one week I just stopped. I was like, okay, this week I'm busy, so I can't do it. And like I mm. rationalized it and then I never did it again, mm-hmm. which I mean, I think illustrates the point that like habits, we, when you're building them, even when you're not building, like when they've already been built, it's just so much easier to like un unlearn them yeah. than to learn them. You can rationalize something so quickly, be like, oh, like today I'm not gonna do this habit because of this reason, and mm-hmm. then it just get you get into the habit of like finding reasons to not do it, and they can be different every day, and yet you'll still end up losing that habit. So, I think this is just true for anything. Like it takes you so long to build something, and it takes one hit to just crumble it down, like yeah. sandcastles. True. Yeah. Or like buildings. Even truer. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, one last thing. I read a book. It's a very popular book actually. Called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. It's a really good book. It has a yellow co- cover and there's a bicycle on it. Now you know. But it's such a good book. Like they have a lot of anecdotes that I think make it make like there are points about habits and like building them and all of that very relatable. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading that book and I was like, wow. Like, I don't know, it was a very engaging book, and I feel like with nonfiction people are always like, ah, it's not engaging. But I think Mm -hmm. because they had a lot of stories and it was really helpful, and I think I learned a lot about, like, building habits and, you know, just overall falling into routines that are good for me. Mm -hmm. So another thing is, I haven't read this book, but I've heard people swear by it. Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently it's a really good book for, like, building habits, and everyone who reads it, like, they learn a lot from it. So... Mm -hmm. Just some little recommendations. Maybe even build that into habit. Like, you know, yeah. read 10 minutes every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's really all I have to say. What about you? Yeah, me too. Well, guys, we're reaching the end of the season, I will say. Mm-hmm. Next week, next Sunday to be exact, because we post every Sunday. Yes. Will be your last episode for the season. Yes. But anyway if you haven't watched other episodes or if you want to watch next week mm-hmm. you can find the video version of of us on youtube you can find the audio version of us on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts except where you cannot mm-hmm. and oh follow us on instagram at yes. small step society pod yes and if you want any updates on further seasons what our plans are you can find those on instagram yeah i should have built that in the habit oh my gosh i changed the wording every single time keep you guys on your toes <laughs> um but with that adios see you next sunday